Welcome to the Brewell Broadcast, where we break down stigmas, get comfortable with the uncomfortable, and prioritize our mental health. Our goal is to help bridge the gap between the experts and the amateurs of holistic health and wellness through intentional conversation. I'm your host, Bree, and I'm so grateful to have you here. You know, everybody has kind of like their, I guess, what brought them to Jesus, if you will, when it comes to this substance. And it's been really educational for me. And so I hope that um, with the starting the podcast, that's my goal is just honestly bringing awareness through regular people's experiences. But yeah, that's just a little bit about me. And I guess wherever you would feel comfortable starting. I would say um, some of it is a little bit similar. Like I, um, I had never had, I was never a partier. I would drink, you know, per- periodically. Um, I'm 45, by the way. Um, gives you a little perspective. I didn't even try like THC or anything until I was mid thirties, like not anything. And I wasn't terribly interested in whatever. Um, and then I had, I had been treated for, or misdiagnosed and treated for, um, anxiety and depression. I think probably starting around 16 or 17 and just went through the gamut of meds. And then I mean, every med I could find. And it was just, it was just a nightmare. Um, and like, it was getting to the point where I was trying to seek out electric shock therapy because I was just like, oh. I, I can't, I can't literally, I cannot live like this anymore. And I made some personal changes with myself and, and years of therapy and, um, it, it, that stuff, some of that stuff had helped, but it just, it, it still wasn't, Still wasn't doing it the meds were basically a joke and destroyed so many good parts of myself that were just really disappointing um and i had done so much reading about any kind of plant medicine and um i don't even remember how i originally i think i'd had a small it was bigger than a micro dose but a, a really small amount um out on a hike with some friends maybe maybe five or so years ago. And it was just, it was super subtle, but it was just, it was such a neat enlightening experience. And I was just like, what is so wrong about this? Like it made me so happy. And for the next, you know, few days, I was like this, like, what the hell is the big deal? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And then, so then fast forward to the summer of 2020, um, we were on a family vacation. We have a very untraditional family and my, um, stepdaughter who's in her mid twenties, um, said, mom, you want to do mushrooms? And I was like, and it was rainy and it was a nasty day. And we were like up at the family cottage. And I was like, sure. Why not? Let's just do it. <laughs> like, okay. sure. uh, and it was, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was a dose. It was a dose, but it was such a, um, an interesting perspective. It was like that particular trip was, it was like time travel for me. I was like, I went back to like, it gave me the perspective of how I had a horrible childhood and my mother was very neglectful and very into drugs most of my childhood. And, um, it gave me a different perspective of what parenting would be like from in her position in the way, you know, under the influence and whatever. And, um, I don't remember literally sitting there, it was time to make dinner. 
And I'm sitting there making baked beans as my husband was out grilling burgers or whatever. And I'm totally like giggling and playing on my phone and talking to my friends. And I'm just like, I just burned the fucking beans. I just, <laughs> no wonder my mom couldn't keep her shit together. I'm burning the beans and I'm not even that bad, you know? It was just so bizarre. And so I went outside and I sat at the water and a great thunderstorm came through and I was sitting there and I was holding, picking up the sand and looking at the rocks. And I was like, you know what? I'm having this experience. And I was like, and I have all this sand and all these rocks in my hand. And I was like, they're having the same experience, but their perspective has to be so much different than mine. And it just flipped a switch for me as far as that, that particular trip flipped a switch for me as far as becoming so much more empathetic and patient and trying to see everybody's different perspective and how it has turned me into such a more tolerant person. Granted, I'm not the most tolerant, but like just so much before I would snap on someone just like that. And that just like my fuse is so much longer now and I will approach something with kindness so much more before I will get lash out. And I was like, I need to do some more research on this because that that afterglow lasts for months and at months and months and months. And I was just like, something changed in my brain that day. So then I read anything I could get my hands on. I listened to every podcast I could listen to. And I was just like, I need to, I need to start figuring out how that I can implement this into my life because right. what a freaking game changer. I remember somebody I knew that um, had access to mushrooms. And I, so then I just like, I'm going to start microdosing and no meds since then, no depression since then. Uh, any normal, like if I get the blues or I get anxiety, now I can connect it back to the source of why I have it. And it's just, so now I'm kind of like proselytizing and everything. If I ever get anyone, what I can get an ear to bend about it. I'm like, no, no, let me tell you about this. It was a game changer for me. And it's, and I know it's not the end all be all cure for everybody for everything, but I'm like, I, this is something that I think so many more people can benefit from. And if, you know, I don't, I don't do religion, but if mushrooms were a religion, that would be my religion. Like I'll proselytize that all day long now. See, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, that's really, I feel like the dialogue for most people I feel like a lot of the dare kid generation is local to our community. And so they think of like the acid guy jumping off the building and it's like the complete opposite. I completely resonated with you. Um, the fuse and having so much more space for others and just everything's a projection of what you've been through. So if someone's being mean to me, it's more than likely because they have something they're carrying, not me. <laughs> exactly kind of what you were saying with looking around like this is such a different perspective for even just the rocks and the sand and kind of implementing that into my life I did the exact same thing um getting my hands on everything just googling and trying to research and of course trying to find legitimate sources you're from east coast right I'm in Michigan we've got a couple cities in the state there where it's decriminalized now and city that I'm closest to two is, is working on decrim right now, but that's as, as close as we've gotten so far. We are also um, same boat for California. I actually was just having to read today. They tabled um, 
they tabled it for some reason, but we do have two counties down towards like the Bay area that are decriminalized and um, they're <laughs> some of the news reports you see are just freaking hilarious, like talking about these people and um, people have definitely went the way of using the church and things like, oh my gosh, like some of the things you read just on forums and things of people like, this is chaos. And I'm like, honestly, as you're commenting this, I'm feeling like you're the perfect candidate to try yeah. these medicines so that you would be able to see. And it really is like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of good things come from when you do get the ear to listen and, you know, is willing to try it even, you know. Absolutely. So you microdose, are you on like a regimen or do you just do it as needed? I usually do um, two days on, no, I'm one day on, two days off. Um, but I've been um, kind of alternating that. I've been sticking with that same schedule as long as I don't forget because autism, ADHD here. So it's it's a crapshoot on what day things are going to click for me. But that's, um, I do that, but now I have started doing it, the um, stamets stack with it. So then I'll do the lion's mane and the niacin okay. as well. And I'm, um, once in a blue moon, I'll do two days on and then do a couple extra days off, kind of just depending on like, okay, do I have a lot of things coming up and I need to like really be on right. my game, that kind of thing. Um, but usually I try to do one day on, two days off most days. And this is just because I'm nosy and I'm interested in people that actually want to have a conversation about it, which is few and far between for me. Are you, do you, um, do you work from home? Uh, yeah, well, I have uh, a hybrid job. So some days I'm in the office, some days I'm at home. Are you microwing in the morning before you go to work? I have been very nervous. Um, I started my regimen with, I try to do, so I work from home on Fridays. I do hybrid as well. So I've been like currently doing Thursday night when I get home and obviously it keeps me up for like a little like longer than I would like to. Mm -hmm. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I've been doing it Monday evening. I, I feel like I'm confident in the way that I've built myself up that I could, but I don't know why there's just that little bit of stigma in the back of my head. That's like, don't, don't do it in the morning. Don't do it. In the morning. <laughs> just yeah. do it at night. Don't do it in the morning. I have, I've had uh, a couple before now I grind them up and put them in capsules. So I've got, I've got my, my dosing down real good now, but, um, I just started doing that maybe when the, the last, maybe like four to six months. And so before that, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to tear off a piece of this mushroom and then eat it. And too many, too many times that I've just been like, oh shit, that wasn't. <laughs> That's and I literally been exactly at work. Like it could happen. My, I'm a court reporter. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I've been at work and then been like, the paperwork's gonna have to sit today at least, <laughs> at least for an hour. But the the best thing is, is like I, you know, I now I'm well aware enough. Like, oh no, I'm just gonna need to put things aside for a second, do the real simple stuff, and then yeah usually about an hour or so then then I'm just feeling great and then it's a, a fine time but I've had it where I'm like I've had it where I've taken it and thinking yeah it's a microdose whatever I'll be fine I won't even really feel it and then I'm driving down the road and I was like why do all these cars look like they're just lit up like Christmas what the hell is going on and I was like oh my god the lights are extra bright and I'm an idiot <laughs> I'm like that's hilarious so I've definitely learned that uh to, to make sure exactly what dose I need to keep it sub-perceptual. 
uh, but yeah, I definitely had to learn the hard way. That was for sure. Oh my goodness. That I, I genuinely have a vision of me and it is so similar to what you're <laughs> describing. And I'm, and everyone at work, I'm, I'm very bubbly. Um, fairly naturally, I do get like embarrassed easily. My face turns like flush red. If anything, any way remotely embarrasses me or brings me up. And I'm like, I just picture me going to work and there not being a time where my face is just a proper color and everyone's just <laughs> looking at me like, what the hell is going on with you? Like, we're not even talking to you and you're embarrassed. <laughs> so I have yeah. not done that yet. But um, have you, so when you were doing, I know you mentioned this before and I'm totally, my brain is, I'm ADHD as well. So my brain's all over. When you did your dosing um, with your stepdaughter, were you guys doing larger doses or just microing? That one, that was just the one time. And because she lives on the opposite side of the state. And so, you know, we'll try to yeah. get together for a, a thing in the summer. And it was just a one time. And I would say that was probably closer to two, two and a half grams. So it was a full okay. on, it was a full on seeing thing. Like I could see the radio frequencies from the window and like, oh, okay. It, it was, yeah, that was all a whole. I have not intentionally um taken more than like a one and a half at this point and it was um I spaced it out I I kind of um got like some feedback and I semi agree slash have had my own experience where I was a little bit different but um a lot of conversations I had people state that you know obviously when you take that first whatever whatever you choose one and a half to two that you can't add to it and it have the same effects for some mm. reason and um so I was like oh okay you know it was like one day we were having a um a little get together at our house and I had I was like oh you know in the morning got up and I was like oh okay I'm gonna you know I'm gonna dose a little bit and just get in my mood for the day we're gonna have and all the food and all the fun and by the time our company had arrived they were like oh let's dose free like it'll be so much fun and um at the time like I said my partner is not like a that's, that wasn't his cup of tea. So anytime I was getting somebody to actually enjoy it with me, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm ready, let's go. And they happened to just, you know, um, I when I was dosing, I usually eat like the chocolate kind that's just easier for me. And they had brought actual like fruiting body. And I, I was like, oh yeah, you know, like I dosed earlier, but I'll just eat like one and we'll be fine. And it actually um, definitely added to what I was already kind of rolling with. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like this got really serious and I'm not anymore like the fun and happy. I feel like I'm seeing serious conversations right now. And so it was not, um, I guess, like the traditional, you know, macro where you go in and you're trying to discover things. It was definitely, I was not intending for that to happen. But I've been um, recently researching and I feel like I'm at the right place to do the two grams intentional by myself or with the music just to see what happens. And I'm like super excited slash still like 15% nervous. So I've been trying to get feedback on everyone's experience. And similar to what you're saying, I've heard um, a lot more being able to see things from, you know, like the fifth dimensional kind of what's going on. And I'm excited again slash 15% of me still like I hope I can stomach everything that occurs in that right. I had, um one which I don't want to call it a bad trip but I've had uh one that was a doozy that uh it was so scary and um I was out camping with friends and like half of us had had a dose and I don't know how much it was and I was in a and it was 
this was a really good lesson of set and setting for me because okay. I, was in, I was in a like a cranky PMS mood and you know there's five or six of us women together after three or four days of camping out in the middle of like no phone service nothing kind of really right. rough and I was just a little cranky and a couple of them had had a dose and I was like okay you know what can't beat them join them because they're having a great time right now and I'm just having them <laughs> And it was, it was so fascinating because we were all watching the sunset and it was beautiful. And my, like my brain was putting together all of these color palettes and whatever weird things I was doing in my head and the sun was setting. It was beautiful. And I turned and looked the other way where it was already kind of dark and it was all really weird, desaturated. Like I could see everything normal, but it was just my brain, like put together color palettes, like this color goes with this color and whatever. Right. And the color palettes just changed and everything, the whole experience just turned so dark and menacing and I was able to see like the dark and bad attributes of everyone that I was with and everyone that I was around and like we were sitting around the campfire later everyone had some kind of deformity or ailment it had like a weird twitch or or anything weird like that and then like what the heck was it like I could see all like figures out in the woods and it was just everything was so scary and ominous and like all of these like you know, I was, I had my senses about me. I'm like, okay, this is the mushrooms. I'm when it's done. And I, I said to them, I was like, you guys, I cannot wait until this is over. Cause I need to tell you what I'm experiencing. And they're all like, like we can't wait for it to be over. Cause you've been looking at us. Like we are fucked up right now. <laughs> Lessons of like, number one, set and setting, but also like, you can't have that one was like, oh, you can't enjoy all of the good stuff without all of the bad stuff. Cause nothing's good if there's no bad kind of thing. And it was just like, right. like, that was like nope I can take away really really important lessons from the bad scary trips but yeah that was just real interesting not knowing when they're gonna hit but I think it gave me a, a good perspective on like you know what I don't I don't necessarily have to worry about it being bad or scary because I know like something good will come from that kind of thing too and but, I've heard that more often than not and that like makes me that gives me a little bit of hope that um I try it's weird you brought up like I can't wait till this is over because I've actually never told somebody this but I do that same thing sometimes when there was this one time and um it was very very minimal dose but uh more than a micro but you know not anything crazy and when it first started to kick in and just I felt like this in being inside almost like the air was literally just like compressing like against me mm-hmm. and I started totally getting flush and I was almost hyperventilating for like no reason and I don't know why it took me way more time than it should have to be like I need to go outside I need to you know shake it up and get outside but I was sitting in here and I totally my thoughts were just like traveling and I could tell it was going in the wrong direction I was like I need to go outside that's what I need to do and like as soon as I went from being inside to being out and I just took like a small walk and it was just night and day difference but that one time it took me a couple more weeks before I actually ever touched them again because I was so terrified and I don't even really know what sparked it and um I obviously have heard other people's stories of kind of when you start going down the tunnel like things that happen and like you said just everything starts to kind of filter into that weird vibe and I was like that I for sure thought I was like oh fuck like please let this be over fast. Please let this be over fast. Like I didn't mean to do this. I won't ever do it again. Like, please don't scare me. And thankfully, like I said, after I went outside, it 
did kind of 360 for me, but that's the one hesitation I've had with doing the larger dose was just because I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, that time I was able to bring myself back out of it, but what if I don't? And then I'm just stuck there for those four hours, like, please get me out, please get me out. (laughs) So I did, are you, and this is totally just, like I said, personal, I'm nosy. Um, Do you still drink alcohol? Once in a blue moon, I do not. I don't enjoy it very much. Um, it, you know, it used to be fun. Well, especially like roller derby, we would have after parties and stuff and I would usually have drinks for that, but I've always just been social drinking only. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, it's just, it's interesting because I have lost the taste for it. And I, and that's, I kind of attribute it. I can only assume the mushrooms is the only real thing that makes sense. Um, my husband's a recovering alcoholic and um, he, he stopped drinking in 2013, I think. And um, matter of fact, he he had a slip a couple of years ago and I had been kind of prodding him about the microdosing because I'm the wonderful things I've heard about it for addiction and, you know, drinking and it literally just kind of turns you off for that. He was so resistant to it until um, February of this year. And because I made him listen to a couple of podcasts, I was like, just, just humor me, just, just listen to him, whatever. And finally, um, I can't remember the name of the podcast, but the one with um, Cody Blue, uh, D. Snyder's son has a really good uh, podcast. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Yeah. Uh, D. Snyder's notoriously straight edge, never done anything. And he finally got his dad to try microdosing kind of thing. And I was like, just, just listen to it. It's interesting. I was like, I'm not whatever. And so um, he microdosed for about, it'd be like four or six weeks. And I'd kind of noticing like, like he's super, just like the most annoying driver out there, road, not <laughs> road ragey. Like I have to go as fast as I can to the stoplight and stop, you know, and just like, I'm like, oh God, I can't stand it. It's just so aggressive and whatever. And just like, same thing, really quick fuse, whatever, very kind, wonderful person, but just like, well, too much. And um <laughs> And I noticed that all kind of like simmered down a little bit. And um, he's like, you know, I said, I'm not going to microdose anything anymore. I'm not getting anything out of it. And I was like, okay, you gave it a try. Good for you. You know, no problem. And it was about two weeks later. And he's like, no, I'm going to go back. He's like, now I feel the difference. And he's like, he's like, I was driving to the parking lot the other day. And I was like, why the fuck am I driving like such an asshole? <laughs> and he was like, he's like, I don't understand. He was like, now? And I literally... I, we left the house a couple of weeks together at the same time. And I passed him on, like, he's just like mellowed out now. We've got a whole other family stress and drama going on and just like being able to cope with it now in like a healthy manner, yeah. like identify what he's feeling and like talk about the feelings. And like, instead of like that, you know, patriarchal man bullshit, you know, it was just like, and he's like, yeah, he's like, this has completely changed my outlook on how I just process the day and quite honest the main reason why I did start this is because I needed to forgive somebody who was not willing to give me an apology I started being able to control myself and before quite honestly I wasn't um I, there's a lot of things that I do regret uh, happening prior you know with the split and before I was emotionally able to have a mature relationship with them for our child I have to be able to let go of my things <laughs> and it really like I said was the teetering point I'm able to realize those emotions instead of acting all crazy and chaotic. I'm kind of doing those checks and balances, you know, like, Hey, normally I would get freaking chaotic and I would 
waste so much energy arguing with this person or whatever, you know, and now I'm like, okay, let me just stop and rationalize this energy that I'm about to put into this conversation is going to end up nowhere. Let me just try to process what I would hope to happen and let me communicate that. If you would have known me six months ago, personally, there, like I said, that was really the huge, why people are asking me, Hey, like, what are you doing differently? What are, what has changed in your life that you're a very rational person? Same thing with the short fuse and just being not tolerating of basically anything. And, and I'm being way more self-aware. The huge one for me is like when anything would change, um, when things, if I had like a plan in my head and I'm also like definitely diagnosed OCD, which is totally normal. I agree. And I completely feel like it's valid. Um, anything would change. I would just get like irritable. And Mm -hmm. why was I mad back then? You know, and back then, obviously I wasn't rationally thinking, I was just like, this is stupid. Like we had a plan and we should have done this way, you know, getting all chaotic. And now I'm like, as I reflect back and I'm actually doing the work, I'm like, wow, that was so stupid. Like I could have been way more rational um, in a lot of situations and they probably would have had a lot more different outcomes, but you know, can't change things then, but I can change them moving forward. And that's what I feel like is kind of like what you said, if it wasn't, I'm not religious either. And if this was a church, I definitely feel like it would be for me. um, I, I don't really, I don't want to say I don't believe in like a, a God or a higher power. I definitely realize there is absolutely something larger than us. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I don't know who it is, or if it's anything, it could just be like literally the energy of a spirit. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully in the future, when I get brave enough to do my bigger dose, I might figure out what that is. Mm -hmm. Totally understand that. I think that's, um, I think um, I'm one of the, the biggest changes in for me personally is like respecting my, or first identifying like what boundaries I need to have, but then respecting Mm -hmm. my own boundaries and always being like, because before I was like, go, go, go all of the time. It just super intense all of the time. I'd never had sit down time. And granted, I don't have sit down time now, but like I'm doing it with more fulfilling things. Like I'm going to go work in the yard. I'm going to, when I'm done with this, I'm going to go walk my dogs. I'm going to, you know, I, I paint, so I'm going to go paint and all of those kinds of things. And when I, like I would, before I would actively seek out, like, I'm going to go argue with somebody. I'm going to go poke a bear. I'm going to, I'm going to go fuck shit up basically. And now I'm like, some of that stuff that some bring that negative energy. And I'm like, nope, do not disturb my peace. This is, I do not have the space for this. And I am, you know, once in a while I'll creep back to that when it's warranted. But other than that, I'm like, Nope. I don't have, I don't have time and energy for the chaos. That is so validating. Everything (laughs) you just said is so validating because yes, I second guess myself and I'm like, am I really supposed to be having these conversations if I'm not like this true and true, I guess, earthbound hippie that is like respecting all these. And I'm like, more of these conversations that are going on, I'm feeling a lot more comforted. You know, I'm just like, okay, it seems like everybody is able to acknowledge that yes we hope that you know like you said we're able to recognize these emotions and do these things with the right intentions and worrying about our boundaries boundaries for me was a a huge one and it absolutely was met with so much resistance in people in my life like they were not used to it they were used to being a people pleaser 
like you said, go, go, go. I would always make time. I would always make it work. I was, you know, I would make a way to make myself be at four places at once if that's what I had to do. And now I'm able to like say, okay, unfortunately my schedule doesn't work like with that, you know, flexibility and I'm not able to do that, but maybe next time. And I'm not feeling that guilt and I'm not feeling that in the back of my head, like fuck, now I owe them a favor because I didn't make that thing that really wasn't my responsibility you know, work and it feels great. It really does. But, you know, I do have those moments where sometimes, you know, I'm like, I get hot headed or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why am I this? I'm like, God damn it. Like, maybe I shouldn't be advocating for these things because I'm not healed and I'm not a hundred percent there. And there's so many more people that are way further than me. And I'm like, nope, no, it's okay. Like, I think this is a part of my process. I think I need to hear other people's feedback and experiences to help me get to that point, you know, get to that a lot more wear and having less slip ups. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I think, well, and I think that what makes it so much more important from somebody like you is that, that people have something to relate to. Like if it, I have something that is like, you know, this super peace, love and happiness thing, uh, like that's not something that I can relate to. And I'm not going to be able to like, I'm going to feel like, oh, I can't achieve that. I'm not going to get to that level. So why even try kind of thing? But I think when people can see like, oh, no, I can understand the road rage. I can understand like, you know, taking on too much or trying to poke the bear. Um, then I think that that gives something to somebody that so they can grow on kind of thing. It's a little bit, um, I guess, more difficult for others who aren't wanting to ask for help to begin with, who would rather, you know, you can't find anything on Google. Okay. Screw that idea. You know, there's a lot of people in today's society that are embarrassed to say that. And I've, a lot of people obviously have the concern with it, it um, exacerbating like um, schizophrenia symptoms and things like that. And I'm just, my answer is honestly, wouldn't you rather know, like, would right. you not, would you rather not know that you have a legitimate mental health disorder that is very much there it's just not currently like exacerbated so then later on one day when you're crazily holding up like a person hostage or something you could have been like I should have figured this out years ago had I taken the right steps yeah point. but it's like I said definitely um then I, I completely agree it's these conversations of people that are just normal just every day having you know like a job and just going to work and trying to survive and it's like yeah I'm I'm normal and I'm trying to deal with my mental health and I'm trying to do the right things and this is helping me and this is a great catalyst for conversations and fun stuff to happen while I'm doing them and it's going great for me so I really hope that if nothing else I at least can encourage one other person to try it and I've definitely done so thus far but I guess I mean a stranger would be right my goal is just at least having one person hear these conversations that I'm having in this episodes that I'm hoping to edit and get going here soon. You know, if somebody else can like at least just hear them and be, you know, moved to at least try, that would make me feel successful. Absolutely. I think that's a, that's a great goal and a, a good way to look at it to start. We have had such a great episode. This is going to be, I'm thinking of the editing, like it's going to be really fun and thinking of my little clips I'm going to make in my head here. <laughs> I really appreciate you taking the time and I really had fun chatting with you. I enjoyed it very much.
I, I can talk about this for days. So I, I any outlet that I can, that's great. <laughs> You're welcome. It was nice yeah. to meet you. Thanks for tuning into the Brewell broadcast. Please make sure you follow our community via socials. If you really like this episode, please make sure to rate and review so others can find us as well. And most importantly, stay well, friends.